Praise the Lord. Isn't it great to be here tonight on this Wednesday night to call on and to worship none other but Jesus Christ. I mean, he's glad to be in the glory land way. Praise God to know the one of glory, to know him by his name, to know him by his touch, to know him by his spirit word it's nobody like Jesus tonight praise God Psalms 24 and 7 we'll just read one verse in your hearing tonight it's good to see all in the house of the Lord tonight on this Wednesday night amen let's pray for those that some's going to peak let's pray for peak peak God's hand and God's power be there great things will happen there all across our country all across the world hey our nation needs our prayers our neighbor needs it. Better yet, we need it. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Psalms 24 and 7. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. So thankful another opportunity to be in the house of the Lord and to Deliver the word of God. Lord, we ask you to help us, to anoint us, and to bless this service. Spend a special touch upon each soul that's made their way to the house of the Lord tonight on a Wednesday night. We know they've been busy, been working. And with God, your hand of refreshing, your presence of refreshing, and the power of your glory would move upon the hearts and the souls and the minds of your people. You'd create such a, a hunger in this house, uh, by your presence, by your glory, and it would stir that within us to long to be in your fellowship, to long to be in your presence, to desire for your will to be perfected into our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. That every time we gather together in your name, the promise that's given in the word of God that you would be in our midst and that you could unveil yourself and manifest yourself in a way and a power and a demonstration that only you can do. We're just your earthen vessels calling on you, crying out to you, believing in you tonight to minister and to touch and to bless all through and by that wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Lord bless you and you may be seated. We're just going to continue a little bit. And... Um, we're going to come back to that verse, and that's the last chapter, that particular 24th chapter of Psalms, as we talk about his glory. You ever heard this statement? They probably sing their best days. You ever heard this statement? You know, even America, some would say tonight that America's seen her best days. America's seen some of her most glorious days they're they're behind her well I'm glad that's not true for the church regardless of where you're at tonight it's not true for you as an individual uh, I may not know what all you're facing I may not know your circumstances I don't know why we always try to lean toward like we're always in a struggle that we're always in the valley that we're always you know it, it, it doesn't seem to be going as well as we'd like and but yet we all doing far better than we deserve we're definitely doing better than the devil. We just let the devil have his way. Because <laughs> if God let the devil have his way, none of us wouldn't be here tonight. Man, we'd all either be lost and undone or in a grave or some kind of circumstance or situation, lunatic house or something of that nature. But, but I'm glad he's not having his way. But we want to let God have his, don't we? We want to let the Holy Ghost have its way. Amen. And we want to let the glory of God... Um, has any of this stirred anybody, anybody's interest about the glory of God? Stirred anybody's interest about, you know what? Um, I want to experience it for myself greater than I ever have. How many of you believe that God's done poured his best out? That you, you know, you've done seen the most glorious days. That you're on the downhill side now. That uh, How many of you believe that God's got something even more powerful and more beautiful? In store for you, and I'm talking about as an individual here. I'm not talking about as this as a church or even as a movement. 
But I'm talking about you as an individual. See, you've got to believe that as an individual before you can really believe it for the church. Or, and, you know, it's a lot easier. I can believe it for somebody else because we can always say, you know, they always blessed. <laughs> they always seem to, you know, get it all right. They always seem to fall into it. And, you know, you've heard those statements. Possibly we've all made them. Sometimes we got to come to the realization, and, and Brother Ford, I, I, I started to get up here and say, man, I'm glad Brother Ford just led that service, and especially the latter part of that. And, you know, y'all got to love me, and I get through railing on you, beating you up, and all that stuff. And I'm just picking. I'm just picking. I'm just picking. I really am. God loves us, though. I'm glad he does love us enough that he will correct us. Amen. That he's not going to compromise for nobody. Jude makes that very clear unto us. Man, I didn't get to Jude uh, Sunday night and, you know, letting Jesus Christ be our author and finisher. And uh, I want to finish the race now as much as, as, as much as we've entered it. I want to finish it. Have you ever got into something you just want to finish it? I mean, you just got to that point in place and you was tired, you was wore out, and the midnight hour is coming. But yet you were so close. Amen, that you just mustered up the energy and you put forth the effort, knowing that you've got to get up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, but yet you were so near to that point and to that place of accomplishing that, and you wanted to see that finished product. I just wonder how often God moves upon earthen vessels, and they're right at that point, they're right at that place uh, of knowing that they fix and arrive, but the enemy comes in, amen, and no doubt tries to snare and snare, but folks, I'm going to tell you something, we need to be as just determined to finish this race as we was to start it. We need to be just as sold out tonight on this Wednesday night that I want to become that finished product, amen, that God desires me and the word of God's instructed me that I can be. And one thing's for sure, that's an overcomer of every trial, of every temptation, of every snare, amen, every trap. And, and even though I may, I set some of the traps. But you know what? I can back up and Back up and get it right and make it right. Because I got an advocate with the Father because he wants his glory. That old fashioned God, the power of God. And hey, I've heard the stories, I've heard a few of them. And uh, the Brush Harbor days and how that many of the times because they would come and they may have to ride in horse and buggy. Some may have to walk, and they may have to put a good distance to come. And but you know what they would do on the way to church? They didn't listen to the radio. Kind of hard to talk to the neighbor. <laughs> they didn't have cell phones, so they didn't have a lot of things to distract them, even as they made their way to the house of God. And, and they knew that, you know, this is a highlight of their lives. Mostly what they'd done at home was work. Had chores to take care of and obligations and responsibilities. And it would take so much of their energy and their time to just to survive, to provide. And the ladies would be in the kitchen most of the time three times a day. Two and three hours, slaving over old wooden stove, and oh, it would be hot, and miserable. But you know what? They had a family to tend to and to work for. And husbands, and when the children were old enough, they would be out in the fields in that hot sun, laboring and working. And but yet, when revival would come across this nation, across this world. They would find the strength and energy, and I can't help but believe a little excitement. We're going to church, and you've heard the stories. You've heard of individuals and how that some had to overcome possibly uh, individuals that would hinder them. But once they had heard of Jesus Christ, and once they had heard maybe even from the distance, uh, I've, heard, I've had some to tell us that they've heard us at times way off down in the swamp, and they'd hear us. <laughs> hear that going on, and 
transpiring and taking place. And no doubt the power of God that would show up because of the sacrifices that would be made. It's no different for you this tonight. You rushed in and you you got together the children and you you maybe you may have ate supper and you may not have. You may not have had enough time. But you said, you know what, we'll eat afterwards because we're going to church. Or maybe you just crammed that good old favorite peanut butter and jelly sandwich down. Praise God. That just touched the spot and holds you until you can get back home. God sees all this. God knows the sacrifices that we're going to make. Especially when we make them without mumbering. We make it without complaining. Uh, and I've, I've told you this many a times, but I'm, I'm bragging on you. Because I, I've had other spiritual leaders of this community question me, how in the world do you get that many to still show up on Wednesday nights? You got a love for God. They want to see a move of the Holy Ghost. Anybody interested to and seeing and feeling the power of God in this place. That, man, I'm telling you, on a Wednesday night, just like tonight, the power of God can move in this house, and, man, it can make your hair almost stand up on your head. I, I've, I've seen it. I've, I know. This is what we're looking for. This is, this is what I'm pursuing, and, and you know, I hope you don't get whatever about it. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I'm going to pursue it until either there's no more left in body, no more breath left in this body or until we experience it on a regular basis. You see, I, I don't really believe it's the will of God to, to, to just have dead services and drag services and just nonchalant services. I believe the hand of God, the power of God, and, and us joining, coming together. And, but, and here's, because we're, we're slipping into an end time, we've got to have the glory cloud to move. And if we can't get it to move here, then the chances are real good it's not moving at home. And if the glory cloud don't move on regular basis here, are at home, guess what is moving? And guess what's moving in? And why do you think we're losing homes? Now, we're having revival. We're having revival in places and events. And, hey, and, and we thank God. But you know what? Somebody's paying a price. One or two things are happening. If they're having revival and people are... Supposedly getting the Holy Ghost. They're even, somebody's paying the price for old glory to show up. Or somebody's let a counterfeit slip in. Even under the umbrella and the name of Jesus. And one God. And Pentecost. That's the only two ways it can be. <laughs> i tell you what's been on my heart this, this week. And uh, that's the reason I chose that 24th chapter of Psalms and lifting of the head. Praying down, O glory. Praying it down. We talk about preaching it down at times. We talk about singing it down. But I'm about to come to the conclusion until we get back into that realm of praying it down. Because that's really what that prayer room's all about in that in that fellowship hall, fellowship hall back there. It's about getting into that place and into that realm of old glory. The power of God and the anointing of the Lord. How many ever really prayed? I mean, you really prayed and glory filled the house at home. I'm talking about you got lost in it. Surely, surely, come on now. It's nothing like it, is it? I've tell you, there is absolutely, there is absolutely nothing like it. I'm not, I'm not downing any of the other processes and, and what God set up to use from preaching the word of God to singing. 
I'll tell you what, when you get caught up in that, it don't matter if there's a CD playing or not. It doesn't matter who's in the vicinity. It doesn't matter what's going on. Cell phones, nothing else. Because you just moved into an area and a loyalty and a place that, like Brother Forward's talking about, man, every day walking in this, in the power of it and the glory of it and the anointing of it and the joy of it. Because it's in this glory that you experience a joy that's unspeakable. And you know what? I'm going to tell you what the Holy Ghost impressed me with about this week. The reason that's not the joy at the house of God they used to be because old glory's not here. But if old glory shows back up, old joy's going to show up. And when old joy shows up, the word of God says the joy of the Lord is our strength. There's a strength and an energy that comes from that type telling you that give you the strength to put your foot on top of that devil. On top of those spirits and attitudes and things that's constantly bombarding your homes and robbing you of your victory. But oh, glory shows up. She will anoint you and give you the power. And you'll get that old attitude. I'm going to tell you, she's coming, honey. She's coming. Some of you either going to change or you're going to leave because oh, glory is going to do one or the other thing. This is the gospel. This is Jesus Christ. Amen. All the power of heaven and earth has been given to him. And when you worship him in spirit and truth and he shows up, everything else has got to move out. No room for two masters. No room for two dominating spirits. And... I have personally found out that more often I pursue that, and especially if I can encounter that, obtain that, experience that, there's nothing like it. Has anybody ever been hurt in your body? But you got to pray and you got to worshiping God. And God showed up. And what left? Now, you didn't take a pain pill. <laughs> you didn't run out to the doctor. You didn't do, no. But that pain left. I'll tell you, folks, I'm more on track than what you, you know, Some may agree or disagree. But I'll tell you, I'm more on track of getting back to a place. Because when old glory shows up on Wednesday nights as well as any other nights, that's the reason. You know why? i tell you why they don't gather at some of these other places. They so boring. I ain't been ugly. I'm just telling you. I've been there. I was raised there. They're boring on Sunday. So you know what? They're looking for substitutes. And they're looking for different things to, to suffice them and entertain them. Amen. But you know what? All of that won't do it. There's nothing that can take the place of the power and the presence of God in the house of God. Amen. To grab our attentions and stir us up and cause us to come back. Amen. Oh, glory's here. Nobody going to offend you bad enough that you won't come back, honey. I tell you, old glory gets in your life. Nobody can say anything gonna drive you off, baby. All this getting hurt over every little thing and give me kiss. Hey, I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost tonight, honey. <laughs> We're living in a world that's offended about every little thing. <laughs> Praise God. But when you fall in love with this. You fall in love with the power of God and the glory of God. And it means more to you than anything else. To, to walk in it and to, to raise these babies up in it. That they'd know something about it. They would feel this. And so... I believe one of the most important things that you and I could do to help cause this old glory to come back is to 
begin to pray in such a form and a manner. Whether it's at home, you choose to come here, but reach an important place. I'm going to pray through. I'm going to pray through until everything that's in my mind, everything that's in my heart, my spirit, God, has been pushed aside. Now, some of you might can do that in five minutes. Oh, there's times I've walked in and, and just, it seemed like God was sitting in the chair before I got there. And there's sometimes I get in that chair and I wear the carpet out. <laughs> And I walk, and we move, and we we get out on the floor. We get down, and we waller, and we do this. And we get up, and we walk, and we get out of the office, and we come in here, and we sit in some of your chairs, and we man, we find we're trying to find God. We're trying to find old glory, cause there's just something about when that anointing and the power of God gets a hold of you. When you feel like man, your prayers is going no higher than the ceiling. But you know what? I'm still just going to keep on being faithful. Cause sooner or later, hey man, that ceiling's going to bust open. Sooner or later, man, old glory's going to fall down. At the lover of my soul, at the lover of my mind, at the lover of who and what I am moves upon my, and nobody else can do that for me. I'm telling you, 95% of our problems is a lack of the love of the God, the love of the glory in our lives. You're getting in love with this and getting to it enough. Hollywood will not affect you. We got our televisions, but we got our screens, though. Well, I ain't been ugly. If somehow I could take, I'm going to just say it, okay? It would surprise me if we're not seeing more Hollywood today than we was 40 years ago. Just in smaller screens, smaller videos. Smaller little sections. I'm just telling you, the enemy has slipped in and robbed us of glory. Little by little, slowly but surely. Hey, I remember a time most of us didn't even know what the weather was going to do. Most of us didn't know anything about the, the news media and what was going on. But now we've got systems and situations where little noises are making me look. And we can't even hardly carry on a conversation over five minutes with a neighbor without the interruption, without the distraction. And now we're breeding and raising a generation that think they can do multiple things at one time. But I'm here to tell you tonight that's the spirit of the enemy that's robbing us because you can't serve two masters, honey. And you can't do half another thing and love God at the same time. He demands our undivided attention. It's, it's a demand. It's a commandment. It's the only way, oh glory. I'm preaching to me. You don't know how many times I've written that office. And if somehow I could just unplug me like I unplug a radio. And shut everything else down in my mind. And shut everything else down in my heart. And shut everything else down in my life. For just a moment, it's just me and you, God. It's just me and you. And I'm going to love you and worship you. And I want to do whatever you want me to do. But we're living in a world today, man, that everything's reaching for us now. Everything's bidding us for its time. Everything is possibly... And I've preached this before, and you know it. The world has done reached a place 
she don't even know what sin is. That's the reason you can put homosexuals in the spiritual leadership. Because you ain't got a clue what sin is anymore. You really ain't got a clue what the Bible says anymore. No. We'd rather listen to or for some of them, amen, with their own little talk shows and get their ideas because they're multimillionaires, amen. And we think that's the way of success. But I'm telling you, the way of success is getting in the glory of God day in and day out. And I don't wait just to the Sunday morning. And I don't wait to just a Sunday night. And I don't wait just a Wednesday night. But I need it on a Monday. And I need it on a Tuesday. Because I really don't know what I'm going to face. This is one area that the pandemic ought to have helped us. You remember? Can you see COVID? Okay, can you? There's a lot of spirits, a lot of things out there. Struggling and looking just like COVID. It don't take much of a brush. You've just became contaminated and polluted. If we've learned anything, I need glory. Walk on me day in and day out. I just don't know what spirit I'm going to face tomorrow. But God does. The Holy Ghost does. The Holy Ghost can always direct my footsteps and direct my life. Amen. Either, either run it over, defeat it. Amen. Or bypass it. Whatever the Father's will is. This ain't going over what's good with some. I'm telling you, if you don't fall back in love with glory on a personal basis, you'll be lost and undone. You cannot make it without falling out. He's got to become your personal savior. And the Bible says you've got to pray about everything. We ought not ever make a decision without honest and sincere prayer. I remember one of our previous pastors, Brother Buford, taught us he said, I don't even buy a pair of shoes without praying over them. <laughs> Maybe I'll start praying over my shoes. They'll last longer and won't hurt near as much. Huh? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. That hurt is more important than that lasting a lot of times. Amen. It's hard to get good Sunday school shoes. I'm going to tell you right now, it feels good that you can run in and dance in and do things like that. And the older it gets, the worse that gets. But you know what? We're going to pray. I'm looking for an old-fashioned move of God in Vendale, Mississippi. I'm looking, amen, for the glory of God to be on these grounds and move upon this parking lot. I'm telling you, whenever heathens pull in this place, they're going to do one or two things. They say, hey, hey I want to go in. I got to leave. Or I got to leave. Or I got to leave. See, old glory could take care of herself. God proved that with the ark. Even though he was carried into captivity. And they took it, amen, and going to celebrate it. And shove it before their God, Dagon. I'm telling you, old glory, Dagon couldn't stand before old glory. Hello, behold, your attitude and your spirit that you harbor, man, that your papers, amen, your baby. And I'm telling you, when the going God moves, you're going to come to a realization your eyes are going to be open. Greatest tool the enemy's got, amen, is keep us in the dark. Let me ask us an honest question tonight. How much further can we drift from old Pentecost until there's no more Pentecost? I'm not getting, I'm, I'm just. These babies are going to know anything about Pentecost. It's because you and I and mamas and daddies made up in our minds. We're going to get old glory back. And a demonstration of power of it. That transforms our lives. We're not going to be a part of them group. Amen. To be using the spirit and give tongues interpretation. And walk out them doors and fornicate. And lie and steal and do everything. Hey, I'm telling you, I'm in the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you. I tell you, the devil's got a false church. And a false doctrine. And a false anointing. But God's still real and the power of God still real 
Hey, oh glory, still real, real honey. And when oh glory begins to move, you start looking at yourself just like Isaiah. I see myself with unclean lips. I see what I can better do, do better. Oh glory, pull me closer. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Amen. We can see what glory does. Amen. We can watch it. We can watch it with Moses. I won't go through all the scriptures, but just for a minute. Man, I want to spend a few minutes tonight before we close in prayer. But Moses, if you go back and read it. First strip to the mount, 40 days and nights. God tells him, said, hey, whose people? He wanted to say, his people, your people. <laughs> God, now the Moses people. <laughs> That's Moses' disciples now. They down there naked and dashing before the golden calf. And Aaron, he caused all the people to sin. And he told them, hey, man, just take the gold and throw it in. But that wasn't true. If you read on, you're going to see that Aaron took a tool and fashioned that golden calf. That come out of Egypt. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not interested in worshiping God like the world worshiping. I'm not interested in being impressed by the denominal worlds and the tactics and the direction they want to take them. Oh God, I want old glory to move in this house. And that's what I want to follow. Because old glory is what's going to get me to the promised land. Oh glory is what's going to lead me through the wilderness and past the seek sand. Hallelujah. And the quicksand and all the other things they've had to gobble me up. I tell you, old glory is the only thing that's going to get us out of here and lead us out of the world that's full of voices and demonical forces of power. It's nothing but God, the Holy Ghost itself. So, Moses, after the first trip, coming back down and calling all the Levites and a few thousands, had to take their brothers, their neighbors. Amen. Don't son you. You know the story. Amen. And he, he works up a deal with God. And actually, this is prayer. This is prayer. He begins to call on the Lord and cry out to him and he tells the people he said I'm going to go back up there amen I'll call on him and see if see if he won't by chance show us forgiveness cleanse us and it's just the second trip that God speaks to him he says and he doesn't give him much time if you read it close the best I understand it Speaks to him in that day and that evening. He said, and in the morning you get up. He said, but hey, you hew out two stones this time. I'm not going to do it, Moses. You're going to do it. He had to hew out two stones by the morning. And by the morning he had to have them ready. I tucked them under his arm and made his way back up to that mount. Amen. And God, amen, rewrote what he had wrote on the first ones on the front and back of those tablets. But this time when he comes down, amen, it's different. He doesn't come down with a red face of anger and frustration and bitterness as he saw his people. But no, he'd been in the presence of God and to the point and to the place. And he didn't have something on his face. He didn't have some kind of cream or, or something else to, to try to beautify him. But it was all glory. Amen. That he had done spent 40 days up there with God. That the Bible said that literally his skin, his skin shone in such a manner and a way that when Aaron and them saw him coming, I mean, even and you could tell it's from a distance, they began to back up. They began to flee. They began until Moses calls out to him and beckons him to come. And then the Bible said he had to put a veil over his face so he could relate to them. I'm going to tell you what's happening. We've missed a lot of hot prayer rooms, but without a hot prayer room and old glory moving into hot prayer rooms, old glory can't show up out here. But we come out here, amen, with the wrong type of shine and the wrong type of power and ability to do it. I'm not, I'm not beating up nobody. I'm just telling you where we're at. But old prayer meetings, I'm talking about getting down on the carpet if that's what it's going to take. You ain't going to like me for this. You're not going to get old glory moving in a prayer room.
It's not going to happen. I ain't trying to judge nobody. I ain't trying to beat up nobody. But we want those miracles. The song's right. He still raises the dead. We watched him show up last night. Amen. I talked to Rochelle today. She knew. She told me today. She said, I know where the turning point was last night for Montana. Montana because she was leaving here. Until we walked in there and prayed. And she opened her eyes. The first response they had all day. And she opened her eyes and looked at us. Amen. I'm telling you, God can make all the difference. But you've got to have all glory. Because there's only some areas and some situations. Only God. Only God. Only God. Only God can do it. just got to got to make up our minds this is where I want us to help one another we got to make up our minds as individuals I'm gonna pay the price and you know what that price may not be as big as you think once you start paying it it's not as hard as you think I mean he can pray 15 minutes without even thinking about it None of y'all can't pray 15 minutes without thinking about it. <laughs> Come on now, help me out. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asking loaded questions. I'm not here to embarrass you. Hey, you're, you're my people. I'm like, Paul, now, you're the one that's going to make me happy. You're the one paying tithes and giving altars. This thing, you know, I'm, I'm in this by myself. But I'll tell you something. How many of us can pray 30 minutes without any distractions? How many of us can pray 30 minutes? And I know, I understand with little ones. I understand that's different, okay? So please don't let me have to justify everything. God knows. You know. You know and God knows. Hallelujah. But when you know that you can, but it's things really that don't amount to nothing. Amen. It's stuff on the phone and things of that nature. And I hate we have to use that all the time. But I'm telling you, that phone is doing the very thing that we preach against. Hollywood and against television. It's a time, it's a time thief. That's what it was. Because the families went to be getting on their front porches and reading their Bibles and singing the songs of Zion. They're sitting in front of a tube. Amen. For hours, amen. For hours. They would give hours to it. Tonight, any of us puts hours in front of a computer screen. What's the difference? If it's your job, you're getting paid. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about for pleasure. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a business. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about for pleasure. And here's the real killer. It's when I spent an hour, two hours, maybe three, four, in front of that computer today. But I didn't give God five minutes. There's the killer. That's where God's got us. That's where God's going to be justified in his judgment. You had time to do this. So where's your God at? You see, that's the reason the affections. That's the reason David talked about the affections for the house of God. Man, I'm going to get there. I want to be there. And even though when God told him, you can't build it, David. You can't build the tabernacle. You can't build the temple. You can't build the place to bring God. Because you're a man of blood, a man of war. But I'm going to let your son. You know what David done? He didn't get offended and get mad and spend everything. No, he began to lay up. And he began to store up. And he began to put up. And he made that journey just as easy as he could for Solomon. Amen. Because he knew, oh, glory would help him along the way and accomplish and achieve that. And you know what? If we you and I just make up our own minds. Hey, I'm going to pray. Your flesh just never want to play. Your flesh just never want to get up and intercede to God. Your flesh just never want to do it. But you've got to bring it under submission and under subjection and say, I'm fixing a fine God. I'm fixing a fine God. I'm going to tell you something from that revival. We're going to find God together. We're going to find old glory together. We're going to find an old-fashioned old move of God in Bendale, Mississippi. We need it. Just to be honest with us tonight, some of us would be shocked just how backslid we are. I'm telling you, we'd be shocked just how backslid. Because as time goes on, 
the least amount that it shows up. The less it shows up. If we're not careful, we'll raise a generation without it. Unless the mercy of God moves upon that generation and stirs something up in them. Go back and read your Bible. It happens time and time and time again with Israel and all the rest of them. If God would stir up somebody, create a hunger. Read, read Azusa Street. Read the early 1900s. It because a group of people had reached a point in the place. They wanted God. They wanted truth. And though they began to pay the price of praying day and night. Amen. Amen. Praying day and night. And guess what happened? They started receiving the Holy Ghost. And they started having revival and a divine move of God. I'm telling you, we can have some old-fashioned moves of God in this house. And I turned some of us upside down. Some of us really never experienced what God wants to give us in this house. Because I'm telling you, when that power comes and that glory comes, you're at to change your respect to the house of God. You won't walk in here nonchalant and high thought because there'll be a fear in this place and a presence in this abiding presence. An abiding presence. I'm telling you, an abiding presence will be in this house. Jenny, I know more about what I'm talking about, what you think. I remember the days when, when this building was loaned out a few times. And those that had used it. We feel something here we don't feel at ours. We wouldn't have a church. They was using the building. For one of their deals. But they said hey we feel something here we don't feel at ours. Oh glory's coming back. An old fashioned move of God's got to come back. Because with that old-fashioned move of God, you'll start seeing them coming out of the woodworks. You'll start seeing them because they know there's a place. There is a glory. There is a power. There is an authority there. There is a help there. There is a hope there. I see something that I've never seen any other place. I've experienced something I've never experienced. That feels something, amen, here. I've never felt no more. That's what I cause people driving down this highway. All of a sudden, put the brakes on and turn in here and really not even know why. Because the Spirit of God draws them. Because He knows where they're at. And they just didn't know which way to go. And they're looking for the fire. What got Moses' attention? On the backside of a desert. 40 years of tending to nothing but sheep. You talk about backslid. You talk about feeling like I'm undone and forgotten and done away with. <laughs> On the backside of a desert. Tended to nothing but sheep, but God showed up in a bush, a burning bush. Hey, only I could tell you, I could show you in the scriptures tonight. Time after time, glory showed up in, in, in the same likeness of fire. Fire, the fire of God would show up. Hey, Amen. Whatever Moses and, and Aaron would come out of the out of the, uh, the tabernacle of the congregation. Hey, I mean, immediately the next verse, the fire consumed the sacrifice, and the people fell on their face and feared God and witnessed and testified. Hey, this is God of glory. jumping on nobody I'm just telling you the enemy slipped in and it's as much as my fault as anybody in this house and I'll take the blame <laughs> so I'm going to bear the responsibility but you got to get in I'm going to say this and I hope you don't take it wrong but if you're looking for a church and you're going to depend on just cookies and milk and ice cream and there's nothing wrong with that but that will never move, oh glory. It's got its place and it's got its time. But it can't be the main drawing power. If I got to entertain their carnality to get them and to keep them and they never experience oh glory, they won't stay because our entertainment would never compete with the entertainment of the world. Oh, God's helping us tonight. But we got something that's better than the entertainment that'll dull the lights of the world. And that's old glory. Amen. When she moves upon us, all of a sudden you're going to really read about cancerous bodies being healed. You're really going to see, hey, and I thank God for every prayer's answer and every miracle he's performing. But I'm telling you, old glory moves in this house. They'll walk in this place with their noses half eat off. Amen. And in one service and one touch of God, he can heal it up. He can heal it up. He can heal it up. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you to stir our community. It's going to stir the world. It's going to stir the devil. But I'm telling you, that's where we got to get back if we're going to 
make the journey. If we got to get it, say, well done, we got to get there. Elijah, let's stand. I know my time, but I've let it get by me. I want us to come. This is more than y'all, if y'all would just get a song. I don't care, something about fire, something, I don't care. And I know I didn't finish a lot of this, but let me make mention of this. During the time of the challenge with Elijah, the prophet, and against Baal, how did they know that he was God? It was that fire. And you know, when that fire and that old glory moves, you ever heard anybody talk about those just, you know, just so cold and so this? But Elijah had took 12 barrels of water and poured it out upon. After he reestablished the altar, after he cut up and placed out the sacrifice, and he done it for all 12 of Israel. Read that closely. They weren't all there and they all wasn't represented. But when it comes to God, God believes in unity. And God, it wasn't God's intent, amen, for them to divide and separate and all that. But now Elijah, man, he included Judah. He included those other two tribes with that 12. They poured it out. The Bible said he soaks that sacrifice. He fills up the trench around that sacrifice. And he prays about a 62, 63 word prayer. Calling on God. Said God just let these people know. Who's God. That's all. It's not about me. It's not about us as individuals. But each one of us. With the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we carry a little piece of that glory. It's earthen vessels. As we go out in the highways and the byways, and we're living in a sick world. We're living in a wrecked world. We're living in a world that's full of chaos and getting, becoming more and more hopeless than ever before. But they can see that little grimmer. They can see that little candle. <laughs> I think Jesus said we're like a city set on a hill. Amen. And she can't hide her light. We ain't got no business putting this thing under no bushel. We ain't got no business, amen, and letting the world and others saying we ought to camouflage it. God didn't do this thing in a corner. He done this to save the world for God so loved the world. This is how we can demonstrate it. This is how we can walk in it. This is how we can impact our neighbors, and including our enemies. It's by the power of that glory of God that saturates our mind and our hearts, our spirit, our makeup, our attitude. Everything about us, it'll consume us. It'll overwhelm us. That's the reason Paul, it didn't matter if he was out in the marketplace, on top of Mars Hill, didn't make him any difference in the synagogues. It didn't make him any difference. He had something to tell him. He had a testimony. <laughs> he had a testimony about, oh, glory, what it's done. I can tell you right now, if it hadn't been for the Holy Ghost and, oh, glory, I'd been one of them that you read about. You hear me? I don't know how bad it would have been, but it would have been bad. <laughs> but thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for old glorious. They seemed, why don't we just take a little bit? And I know time's getting late, and, and, and I know there's a few other things that need to happen, but, but let's just take a moment now. Uh, let's just ask God. Ask God. Uh, Elijah, 62, 63, somewhere right there, word prayer. <laughs> but with honesty and from sincerity of our hearts and our spirit, that's all we want, God. We just want your glory back. We just want your power. We want your anointing. We want your heartbeat. We want your will. In this house, 
because we want to be the church. That's the reason we came across that river. That's the reason we bought these six acres. That's the reason we built these buildings. So this community can seek spirits of glory for their sales. And the devil's trying to rob us of it. But we're not going to let it go out. We're not going to let it put Ichabog on the board. God bless you, these singers.
saturate me like a flood. Every chamber of my heart, every avenue of my mind, every part of my spirit, saturate my past. Move upon me and cleanse me and wash me because I'm going to die without all glory. I'll dry up and die on this journey without the visitation of all glory, without the touching of the Almighty God, without the presence of the everlasting one moving and working in the very recesses and the very depths of my own sinward being. He's the only one that can do it. He's the only one. No one else will do. No one else's presence. We're not going to call on anybody else's name. We're not going to preach any other gospel. We don't want to be led by any other spirit. But oh, to be saturated. Amen. To call him our author. And call him our finisher. That regardless of where we're at, he's the master. He's the potter. I'm just the clay on that potter's wheel. And I'm not going to mumber. And I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to trust you, God. Amen. That you're going to bring us through. I love you tonight. Let's love him for just a minute here. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. You're the savor of our soul. You're the bishop of our soul. You're the very anchor and the very core of the reason that we're gathered here every time we gather, God. I worship you. I worship you and you alone as a Lord of my life and the savor of my soul, as a lifter of my spirit. Help me, Lord, to lift up my gates. Help me lift up my head. Help me open up my heart and let your glory be poured in. Let your anointing be poured in. Let your will be poured in. Not my will, but thy will be done. Oh, glory would show up. ashamed to lift up our heads and lift up our voices because we need Jesus more than anything else in this world. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. God's been good to us. God's been faithful to us. God's been long-suffering. His forbearance, amen. He's going to work for our church. Ask God to stir you. Ask God to use you. Ask God. <laughs> Every day, God. Let me make my way to the glory cloud. The Israelites couldn't move from one place to the other. They had to watch your glory. And when it pick up and move, they knew then it's time. Folks, we need it. Let's let it work for us. Let's let it work for us like never before. Regardless of where we go and what contacts we made, let's let God, uh, God's love and God's grace and spirit, let his will work through us. I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. There's nothing in this world worth going to hell over. Not one single thing. Not one pleasure. Or anything you can think of or the devil can offer you. It's not worth going to hell over. And it's not worth losing. Your glory of God in your life. Guard it. Protect it. 
It's nothing but a coal that's there. You begin to blow on it. You begin to nurse it. You begin to spend some time with it. You can watch it flame back up. Become a burning fire. Instead of us controlling it, it'll reach a place that it controls us. And that's where we got to get. Love you tonight. Appreciate you so much. Tonight, uh, and listen up close. We're going to start Children's Church next Wednesday night. And uh, we're just going to try this. None of this is concrete. Uh, but I want you to meet with Brother Braden and Sister Savannah in the Fellowship Hall. Anybody as a couple that would like to help in Children's Church. We're going to rotate that out. Okay? And we may change from Wednesday night. We may wind up going to Friday night. We don't know. We're just going to play again. Nothing's in concrete. We can change. We're going to adjust. We're going to do whatever. But this is one of the areas we're going to work. Uh, our young children's in, uh, excited about it. And um, so we want to get involved in this. We're also going to go work in the youth department some areas and try to do some things. But uh, tonight, if you would, meet with them. They can give you a little idea what's going to go on and tell you a little better. So anybody that's interested in helping in children's church, if you don't mind, meet with them in the fellowship hall right after service. Okay? So don't forget, Saturday at 4 o'clock, brother and sister, uh, Judy, it's a brother Heath. I want to say shawl. Anyway, but anyway, we're having an adoption shower. Uh, you know, just give some money, whatever, but we're going to come have a good time and celebrate with them. Thank God for foster parents it's willing to take in children. <laughs> After Sunday night, I, I went by Michael, and I just kind of hugged him up, and I thought with him myself. I didn't say nothing. I said, God, you bless them. And thank God that Brother Heath and Sister Judy is willing to take them in to give them an opportunity to have a different author in their life. A different author in their life. Thank God for it. Any other announcements? All right. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. Thank you so much.